Hello, hi, how are you? Welcome to International Student Stories, where we share authentic stories from international students studying in the U.S. My name is Simon Hamlin. I'm your guide on this journey. Together, we get to explore international students' dreams and passions and the impressive things they do to help shape our schools, society, and the world. Thank you so much for joining us. Luisa Vivgora is back with us today for the second of our two-part interview. In the last episode, Luisa talked about coming from Potsdam, Germany to Madonna University to play volleyball on an athletic scholarship. But she was doing much more than just playing volleyball while at Madonna. Luisa majored in journalism and public relations with a minor in broadcast and cinema arts. On-camera television positions are coveted, extremely difficult jobs to get, especially if you have an accent and you're in a foreign country. That didn't stop Luisa. Through dedication to her studies, a string of internships, and a strong desire to fulfill her dream, Luisa, at just 22 years old, landed an on-camera reporter job at Fox 47 News in Lansing, Michigan. Get ready to be inspired by Luisa Vivgora's International Student Story. All right, so we've talked about your volleyball experiences and coming to the U.S. Of course, you were studying, right? Mm -hmm. At the same time, you weren't just playing volleyball. You were studying and you were actually following your passion, journalism, broadcast journalism. You had mentioned that when you were 13, you first got turned on to broadcast journalism, and it's been a dream ever since. Talk yes. about the program at Madonna and your studies there to start prepping for your journalism career. Yes, for sure. So I came to Madonna to study journalism and PR. And then, you know, once I got there, I was like, oh, no, I think I'm in the wrong program because I realized that I wasn't going to be in the tv studio because they also have a tv studio and radio and that was part of the broadcast and cinema arts program but then after talking to my journalism advisor okay i was like okay that's still the right decision because broadcast and cinema arts at madonna was more about creating a movie and for people that want to be in film production and stuff like that so that was actually still good but i was able to do a minor in that and then was able to still produce a TV show on campus. So that was one of the greatest experiences, I thought, because we produced a talk show called Celebrate Michigan on campus. Yeah. And then in the beginning, I didn't feel comfortable doing internships off campus because, of course, I didn't feel like I could with my English. I didn't feel comfortable yet. And yeah, so I did some internships on campus, for example, I wrote articles for the school magazine. And then I also did an internship with the athletic information department because I thought, okay, maybe sports reporting is something that would be good for me because I wasn't sure at that time anymore. Like I always knew before, okay, I wanted to be a news anchor. But, you know, um, when I got to Madonna, I thought it would be good to explore all the options. And yeah, after an internship with them, where I took pictures and like I edited videos and wrote sports articles and stuff like that. That was 
actually nice as well. Or do I did a lot of social media during my time at Madonna, but that's something I don't want to do in the future. So that was a good thing too, to find out what I don't want to do. And those are the best lessons. When you mentioned Celebrate Michigan show, mm -hmm. you, you lit up a little bit. Tell us more about that show and what you reported on and what you loved about it. Yeah, I really liked producing as well because I felt, okay, I don't need to be in front of the camera. It's also super nice to see the product. As a, the producer, I wrote the script for the host of the show. And yeah, I had a few like nice, like interesting guests, you know, that were like episodes I produced. And that was just super nice because, you know, I had all the work before the show. And then during the show, I was like, okay, it's the responsibilities out of my hands. There's nothing I can do if something goes wrong. So that was kind of a nice feeling. And also like still having the pride of, okay, I had an impact on this. So that's something I liked. And yeah, one of the guests was a local organization that advocates for suicide prevention. And yeah, I just like addressing these kind of topics. So now I'm happy that I do that on a not daily basis, like a topic like this, but more often. So news is still right for me, I think, but Celebrate Michigan was really a good experience and kind of helped me also make some professional connections. I was able to do an internship with one of the guests who were who was on the show. He's a movie reviewer and celebrity interviewer. So then I did an internship with him that was actually an internship off campus. So I edited his celebrity interviews, which was also a nice experience. Yeah. And we're going to come back to your work at Fox 47, your current journalism work and your news reporting work. And But it sounds like that Celebrate Michigan and these internships were really the perfect stepping stone because you yes. got a job at a Lansing station. And so all that knowledge of Michigan came into play and then being able to produce and write, put together a show, that's all still things that you utilize on a daily basis to put together your segments that you report on. Yes. And then also video editing as part of the other internship, you know, so that was definitely what helped me, I think, get the job as well. Of course, it would have been great to have a TV internship, but at the time with COVID, that's what I tried, but it, yeah, <laughs> I felt ready too late, you know, during COVID. That's when I felt ready to have an internship like that, but then it wasn't possible anymore. So yeah, I'm glad that I that the other experiences were still enough, you know, to get the first job. And yeah, after I graduated, I also, also worked a little bit as a freelancer, you know, so I also took pictures of people, edited those and videos, for example, wedding videos. So all these things I did so I could keep practicing and improving those skills. And I think that's like constantly doing something that brings you forward, I think, actually helps you know then when I graduated I also worked at a video production company first because I didn't initially get a job as a multimedia journalist so I just wanted to mention that when you first got into the program at Madonna could you envision yourself being on a television station as an on-air reporter so my goal was always to become a news anchor but I didn't think that would happen in the U.S especially because I knew very quickly that my accent was very strong. So <laughs> the accent is something people constantly point out. So I didn't think it would be possible here. 
but I'm glad it is. And I think it just shows that we should keep trying and that we should keep believing in ourselves because I know that it can be hard. Like in the second language, we, I think it's easy to doubt ourselves because we think, oh, we are not capable of this. We are not capable of this. But I think we should believe we are capable of everything. We're also capable in our own language. And I know that I'm capable of these things in German. So why shouldn't I be after like practicing and practicing, you know, in English? I don't want to gloss over how big of an accomplishment it is for you to have gotten an on-air job so shortly after school. One of my best friends growing up, his name is Steve Bunin, and he is now a news anchor here in Seattle, Washington with King mm. Five. He's won Emmy Awards locally. He had a career for 10 years at ESPN. And I remember oh. him when he was first starting out, how hard it was to get any job. He was mm -hmm. having to travel to, to Flagstaff, Arizona. And ironically, one of his early jobs was in Lansing. Really? Yes. <laughs> no way. And he had to travel anywhere and everywhere, work for nothing. He had gaps where there was a year or two where he couldn't find a job. It's hard. And he well, yeah. went to Syracuse, went to a top university for journalism and broadcast. And he is super talented. And it took a lot. So mm -hmm. for you to be able to find a job, not only a job, but in Michigan, in the area where you're already at, and to overcome the accent and still be able to find a position so early on is a huge, huge accomplishment. Thank you. Yeah, but I want people to know that I got a lot of no's. I was denied a lot. So just so that people know that that's also part of it. But your example perfectly shows it because, yeah, I can relate to having this struggle of working hard and not knowing what's next or all these things because I feel like it's I know where all my colleagues are at also like they think about where the next step will be you know so that's also uncertain because who knows which station in the U.S. is going to take us next so yeah, yeah there's tons of uncertainty you don't know what's going to happen the next month the next year so I guess it's just enjoy what you've got right now right <laughs> yeah what are your favorite questions to ask someone when you do get to interview them? I think it's always good to ask if they can describe like a certain situation or like a memory, because then it can lead to something that I wasn't aware of before, you know, instead of just questions that would just clarify things that I was already reading about or something. So I always ask at the end if there's anything they would like to add because there's always something that still might come up. And yeah. How does TV journalism differ in Germany from the US? So since I never had a job in German television, like yet, <laughs> I cannot completely compare the two. But first of all, I think that we don't have as many opportunities in Germany just because the country is way smaller and there are just not as many channels. And then I also think it's a little bit more straightforward, a little bit more monotone, maybe not as many, I think, 
in Germany, we, are, we don't portray as many feelings and stuff. Whereas here, when I asked somebody for criticism, they were saying, oh, you need to show if it's a happy story. Whereas in my mind, it's like, oh, no, I cannot show it's happy because then I'm judging it because, you know, whereas it's not a bad thing to show, okay, a dog story can be something happy or something, you know. And you've overcome a lot of challenges to to get where you are, especially being from overseas and making your way in the U.S. When are times when you've said to yourself, you know what, being from overseas is actually helping me in my job and giving me an advantage over some of my U.S.-born colleagues? Yeah, I've actually, that I felt that recently because I did some stories on bilingual students and high school and stories on Afghan refugees and Ukrainian refugees. And of course, I'm not a refugee and cannot like relate to that. But I feel like if they're shy talking to me because they have a language barrier or if they talk about some experiences they had in their country or like what they experienced coming here as something that's new I feel like I can relate to them or I also did a story on international students and student athletes so I could easily relate to that but I think that really helps me because for example I did a story on Chinese businesses and somebody wasn't really comfortable being interviewed but I said no look I have an accent I'm on tv and it's fine you know like I'm going to edit the things and then he agreed to the interview so I was very like happy and felt like, okay, it's so nice because I could make him feel better. When you do these types of stories, some of them get emotional. Some of them are challenging. How do you take care of yourself afterward and really allow yourself to let things go at the end of the workday? And so you're not carrying them home with you. Yeah, that's definitely hard. And like one time that was very challenging for me because I did a story on a woman who lost her son to anorexia. She wrote a book. So I, and I read the book before the interview. So that was already, you know, too, I don't want to say too much, but like I was relating to it too much, you know, like thinking about it too much basically. And um, it's definitely helpful to talk to family and friends about it afterwards, like kind of to get it out, but also on a daily basis, like when I feel really stressed, I go to, the gym and run. So that makes me feel better and kind of forget about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's always helpful. I think exercise and especially with your background in volleyball and just in sports, you get rid of the mental through the physical. Yeah. It's a good way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious. One of the things that came up in some conversations that I've had with my friend, Steve, that I mentioned is how he really had to change his use of social media when he started working as an anchor at King Five. I was just thinking when you came from college and mm-hmm. you know, you can throw out a, <laughs> throw out like, hey, had a great time with my girlfriends tonight, had a couple shots at the bar. Yeah. And now all of a sudden you are a face of the community, you're on air. Talk about any changes you had to make to your social media habits, any scrubbing that you had to do and how that's been. So like, I always thought a lot about things I posted. So it's not that I was carelessly posting bikini pictures or anything like that or partying. So like, that's already something I was always kind of thinking about, but I could have created a new account for 
my job, but I also felt like that's not what people want because also kind of our company or like the channel, they kind of say that it would be good if people see our personality as well, you know? So like, it shouldn't just be like, oh, today I reported on this here. <laughs> it should be like, maybe, oh, I have a pet and I show it or, you know, like stuff like that. So people can relate to us or feel like maybe also they can approach us and share a story idea with us, I think. So I decided to make my Instagram account public, but and I still took off some pictures that I thought, okay, if anybody can see that now, then I still took off pictures that I was not comfortable with people seeing, maybe. And yeah, it's definitely weird to know, okay, everything is public about me now. And that also strangers contact me sometimes, you know, that didn't happen before. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious what your friend said, but... I mean, it sounds like you were way ahead of the curve. And look, my friend, same thing. It's not like he had these salacious photos on, <laughs> on, his, on his social media anyway. But I think it's just in the world we live in now where news stations, they are relying on their personalities to also promote themselves and promote the station via social media. It's like yeah. a, another job for him. I've been out yeah. with him and he's taking a picture of something so he can post it. And it's oh, really? almost like part of the the job description now. Oh, wow. yeah. I mean, I feel like that is the expectation. We are not being pressured to do it. So maybe I don't feel that yet, you know, but I definitely share all my stories on like Twitter and Facebook. And I usually don't use Facebook and Twitter. So yeah, it does add something to it. It's just I'm not not too much yet. <laughs> That's good. But That's good. That's I can good. definitely see it. And it's weird to think, okay, now there's so much of me out there. That's that's a weird thought. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and especially it's talking about how you consider yourself shy and reserved. That's gotta be a big adjustment for you. Yeah. I'm on TV, so now I cannot say, oh, I'm shy, you know, but yeah, my personality is more. I'm not super like an extrovert, no. Are there certain people that you feel like have been most influential to your career? You'd mentioned like the internship that you had with the filmmaker and would you consider that person one of the more influential people to your career? Are there others that you really point to that you feel like really helped you out? Yeah, like I met a reporter through my previous job. So he has been very helpful because he gives me feedback to my stories and also honest feedback which is good because you know I it's not helpful if somebody just says okay it's it's fine you know so even though he has been tough sometimes it's that's very good and helpful and also calming because he would say yeah it's normal that you're doing it like this now or things get better with time you know and I actually I, I edited a highlight video of myself like a demo reel two months ago and then again yesterday actually and I improved a lot, which I didn't think I did, you know? So that's very nice that repetition really helps improve in this job. And also previous professors still support me and really also help me. And one of my previous professors, she worked as a reporter for many, many years and she was very, very good. So it's very helpful also to know her feedback, yes. And when you were learning and progressing toward being on air i know the accent was a challenge mm -hmm. and 
you did a, a segment on ESL learners, English as a second language learners. Yeah. So that was kind of things coming full circle. What advice or tips do you incorporate for improving your accent, your pronunciation? Because even for people who English is their first language, your voice, your pronunciation, that's really your instrument for news reporting. So it's something that you always have to work on. And I'm thinking that given your position of having to overcome an accent as well, you could really offer some good advice to international students who are just trying to learn English and trying to improve their pronunciation and accent. So what did you use that helped you the most? For me right now, it's really feedback from other people. So if somebody says what sound isn't right, then changing that. For example, I I don't know if I did that, but like, I mean, I know there, there are a lot of sounds that sound weird probably to you, but, but for example, my CH sound, sometimes it's more like sh and not sh, like mm -hmm. not strong. So that's something I was practicing. And for English learners, I think it would be best to really repeat the things the way Americans say them. Because for me, when I learned English in Germany, I felt, I always felt uncomfortable because it felt like exaggerating this like going up and down with the with the voice like the intonation and that's something that i think would help the accent you know if i would always go up and down with my voice so i think for english learners it's really helpful to watch american movies and series and then just repeat it the way they speak and other than that there's accent coaching it's just very expensive so i haven't done it yet but i'm not i'm not opposed to it do you do any tongue twisters to warm up the no no, <laughs> no. yeah all right well i'm i'm glad you brought up movies as well because you had majored in journalism pr you minored in broadcast and cinema arts so i wanted to have a little fun and see if we could combine the two so do you have any favorite movies that are focused on the news on on-air personalities or well actually like recently i liked inventing anna because it was about the journalist mainly like reporting about her when trying to get her to an interview i think that was really good and in some situations i thought about okay what would i do you know <laughs> so that's nice i like all those i and i like Romantic comedies, so sometimes romantic comedies have like a writer in them, right? So For sure. Not many news anchors, I feel like, but... So you haven't watched Anchorman or The Morning Show or any of those type no, of... No, I actually haven't. Oh, you <laughs> um, need to. Okay, okay. Yes, put it on the list. Put Anchorman for some, for some laughs and okay. Newsroom for some high-pressure, high-stakes... <laughs> totally other end of the spectrum of of tv reporting i would do that okay thank you anything that we haven't covered no i think it's really just important that we as international students you know believe in our dreams and still try everything we can to achieve them i think it's also good what i think helped me was that of course i never said oh i would definitely be a news anchor one day or news reporter but I always when somebody would ask me what I would want to be I always still said like you know I openly said it which I think it's, it's easy to not say 
not admit, oh, because some dreams are very big, you know, but I think it helps to say the dream out loud because maybe your classmate or professor might help you in the future or, or somebody you talk to, because if you wouldn't talk about it, how, how are you going to, you know, connect with people about it? So I think that's very helpful that like, I like to tell people as advice. <laughs> Is the dream still to be an anchor? I really like the job I'm doing right now. So sometimes I, in the morning, I anchor the morning headlines, which is, you know, not the main anchor, but that's already like part of it. So now I like having both because as an anchor, I don't know if I would, I would probably not do stories and interview people. So I like reporting as well. So I will see what comes next. Still finding your way. Yes. <laughs> well, you're you're fortunate to be finding your way in a job and in a very enviable position that it takes a lot of people a lot of time to get. And I know you've put in a ton of hard work to get there, and I'm glad that's paying off. And clearly, you have a ton of talent, and I hope oh, you get to you. continue sharing that talent with the world. And thank you for the inspiration that you provided today to all international students. Thank you so much, really. I appreciate that. And I hope it helps somebody. And yeah, people can always contact me, like other international students, if they have any questions or need advice. That's great. We will take you up on that. We'll put all of your contact information in the show notes. And you already said you're used to people contacting you, strangers contacting you on social media. So (laughs) hopefully you won't mind a few international students from our show jumping in. No, not at all. All right. Thank you, Louisa. Thank you. Thank you again for listening to International Student Stories. And thank you to our team for putting together this episode. Stories are meant to be shared, so please pass the story on to a friend or family member who needs to hear a good story. A few other quick notes. I invite you to check out the show notes if you want more details on some of the topics discussed in this episode. For all the latest podcast news, stop by our website, studyintheusaglobal.com forward slash podcast. That's S-T-U-D-Y in the USA global.com forward slash podcast. Subscribe to the International Student Stories podcast to be alerted on new episodes and contact us if you know of a current or former international student whose story needs to be shared with the world. Goodbye for now. Be well and much love to each and every one of you.